The Speaking Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country. Best car buying experience ever online at Flemington.com. Award-winning House of Cupcakes, HouseofCupcakes.com, and Casa Gennaro's. Reservations, call 609-683-1212. And welcome back, everybody, to The Speaking Podcast. A little different setup than you're used to. Bill Spadia is not here. He left in a huff when I defeated him. I'm here. What am I, chopped liver? No, I, I was just explaining why Bill wasn't here. You defeated I him? I defeated him in a debate about Trump, and he realized that Trump was an idiot, and he left in sadness. I'm trying to understand. I just... <laughs> That's why he's not here. If you're wondering where Bill is, he was sitting here, and he said, mentioned Trump, and I was like, well, let me tell you a few things. And then he stopped, and he was like, oh, my God, you're right. I'm wrong about Trump. And then he jumped out the window. That's what happened. And he's not here, and he can't tell me that it's not the truth, Jessica. Ugh. Yeah. How many conversations do you have a day with Bill along the lines of? Uh, politics, I avoid it. You avoid it? Uh, 100%. On the ride over here, I saw you and Bill texting about uh, Trump comparing him to what? H- uh, Hitler. Uh, so, listen, I only, did, I only did that because it was an easy joke, but I would not engage with that. Tr- Bill is not here because he's doing an interview with Christine Todd Whitman. And I don't know when this uh, episode will air, but at the time, Christine Todd Whitman had posted a tweet saying that Hitler had nothing on Trump. And that's wrong for two reasons. One, Hitler far more organized, which is what I said. And uh, two, uh, every dictator has something on Trump. That's why they blackmail him. So that's what we know. Those are the facts, Jessica. Uh, but Bill's response was, ugh, which is why I don't get into politics with him. I'm surprised. Yeah. I felt like it came up. <laughs> now, you know what it is? I have discovered that there is no good like, result from talking politics, like ever, with anybody. Oh, really? <laughs> Even politicians shouldn't talk politics. Uh-huh. Like, if I start talking about politics, I only talk to my children about it while I explain to them what's going on. But mm-hmm. otherwise, talking to people about politics, it's just, it just leads to anger. Everybody's so mad now. It's like everybody's trying to figure out which color hat to put on and fight each other. So I don't talk about it. You know who's not mad? Who? Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. Oh, I forgot what we were doing. He's always a happy guy. (laughs) I should probably state right now, Bill Spadia was not out of here because I defeated him in a debate. I was just joking. It's me, Jay Black, with Jessica Gibson, and we are doing a best of where we're taking a look back at some of the older episodes that you might not have seen. And I believe, Jessica, this is the oldest episode that we're showing. I think this is episode two. And we had to meet Kevin Neal and that was such a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. We got to go to his hotel room and sit down with him and his opening act, Kirk, whose last name I can't remember. Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk. No, the Charlie Kirk, I believe, is a... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's a Republican guy. <laughs> okay. He's a guy who tweets out stupid memes with Pepe in them. I thought you are not on Twitter. Yeah. So No, I, I know who the enemy is, Jessica. So, but yeah, uh, not Charlie Kirk. Uh, someone with Kirk in their Kevin name. Kirk. And b- by the way, we set the uh, bar so high early on because this is our second episode. We're interviewing Kevin Nealon. You would think by like episode 50, we'd have Obama on, uh, you know, just riding the wave of celebrities, but uh, didn't really work out that way. We have a cast of characters that we love. I'm just saying it's not, uh, you know, we set the bar pretty high with this one. Yeah, but, you know, in case anyone missed this one. Oh, it's so good. Kevin is one of the most naturally funny human beings alive. And for him to come on the podcast, what a huge favor he did us. And uh, what a great episode. So why don't we just listen to it now? Yay. And, uh, welcome back to Speaking Millennial. I'm Bill Spadia here with my friends and colleagues, Jessica Nutt, our, our uh, podcast millennial. 
You're the only millennial here. Resident millennial. Right, comedian Jay Black, and arguably now the two tallest people we've had on any podcast that we've done. Kevin Neal, thanks <laughs> for joining us. For millennials. Yeah. Hey, Eric, what's going on? You walked in, you took a nap? Listen, I, I don't know where I am yet, but I'm just happy to be a part of this. <laughs> That's how I feel. We're happy to have you. I didn't know his room had a, a podcast station. Yeah, yeah. That's why I. That's why I got this room. <laughs> you know, I think I think every comedian's room should come with one now, since we all have a podcast somewhere. Does everyone have one? Well, I mean, it's. I would say probably of comics, ninety-eight and a half percent probably have one. Yeah. And, and everyone, the format is: I get together with my friends and shoot the shit. Go, who wouldn't want to listen to this? Yeah, I think and Kevin, is, Kevin and I are currently the only two without them. No podcast. So is this the first? Will you be? Would you be not on our podcast? <laughs> I would be honored <laughs> to not be on your podcast. Thank you so Let much. Let me tell you what time not to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so we started this. Um, the idea was to try to figure out millennials. We've been trying That's to figure that out for the last couple of weeks. They're tricky. I mean, you, yeah. you can't get a read on them. They're, uh, but I think you can't classify them all as in that. You know, they can't label them that. Yeah. I don't think that you know you can't say that they're all kind of ADD or you know whatever we said they lazy, were lazy, self-centered, self-centered. Yeah, that's yeah. it, right? Self-centered, lazy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. showing up late. You know, whatever. like being that late to a podcast with Kevin Neal, yeah. like that. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, I don't. I want to ten minutes. I walk in ready to go. That's true. Did you know you were going to be late? Um. Well, I did. I did text you. Honestly, I now that we're here to talk about it, late. I thought we were meeting at six, and you were leaving two hours early. So you thought you were early. I mean, until I like I was halfway there and rereading the text messages. <laughs> In the car, I see. Yeah. Yeah, now, that's where you should probably go. Read text messages. Yeah. It seems to me that a lot of millennials like to get high. <laughs> I think that's true. Like, I wasn't every getting day. high today. Yeah, every day, and they have uh, vapes. Yeah. They have the yeah. vape pens. They made it easy. But it's not like it's um, like a, it's like a, you know, it's not like a, a fun kind of planning thing to do tonight. We're going to, you know, get to that one. And have fun. It's a daily, it's a part of the life. It's like they have it so with them. breakfast. And they, they call it like it's an asthma inhaler. You know, they always have it with them. Is it, can't be is it legal in California now for recreational purposes? I don't even know anymore. It like, seems like it's legal everywhere. Nobody right. makes a big deal about it. I don't think, right, so it's like kind of decriminalized everywhere. But I, I like it in, in Colorado. It's uh, legalized pot and also a no helmet law. That's a, oh. that's a great recipe right there. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 legal, it's legal in California. You is can, it? You can go out and buy it, I guess. Medicinally. Medicinally, can. but it passed on the ballot, so hmm. in, in a few months it'll be yeah. completely legal. I mean, it's not even a big deal when states pass it anymore. Because you know Colorado and Washington were the first big states, I think. To uh, I don't think it's legal in Pennsylvania yet. I don't know. I'm not sure. See, nobody even knows. Anymore. Nobody knows. Nobody even, they need it. Even the cop, the cop will pull right. you over. <laughs> they need it in Bethlehem, like right here. The cop will pull you over, and he'll smell the pot, and he'll say to his partner, "Is, is pot legal in this place? I'm not sure. <laughs> should I search him? I don't yeah. think I should. I, I don't mean, know. should we just give him a warning? <laughs> so, Kevin, how was that drive up? We were in Philly last night. We were in Philadelphia yeah. last night, yeah, and there was about an hour and a half drive. And for some reason, maybe because I'm not a millennial, I got to pee like every half hour. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we had to stop a lot. We were talking earlier about this Russian, uh, we talking about the Russian driver we had. We had a driver that didn't seem to enjoy his job much. Or we weren't us. sure your role in this whole thing. 
with the uh, maybe we'll get off the highway, find the rest stop. He was stopping and going, and before we even got out of town, he had a little run-in with uh, with another driver who. Did you tell him? He, uh, yeah, we heard about that. Little road rage. Yeah. Little road rage. He threw uh, a can of pop, hit the window. Yeah, bam! I didn't hear it because I was on my phone. I watched it, but I played dumb in case the guy wanted to. A witness to go to court. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to need you back in Philly in four to six <laughs> weeks. Did you see that guy throw that can? No, I didn't. Let I me ask you. It was just water. I'm very curious about this can. Were, was Ken? your driver at fault? Did you call me Ken? No, I said I'm very... The can. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know we, we were going to have to Kirk throw just woke up. Yeah. just woke up. No, I didn't it's, know it's who right. I was. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Kirk, you will remember from, from uh, Sewage Joe on Parks and Rec. Kirk Fox. This is exciting. Yes. And also, Kirk, and I have to brag about him because he doesn't, uh, has been in quite a few movies. He was in The Patriot. He was in Wider. He looks like a good Western guy. Yeah, he's yeah. with that mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Very like a Western. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he also had his own talk show uh, for about a year, a compliments cool. of Dr. Phil. It was called The Test. How did that work out? Good for a lot Love of people. For it ended a shows. lot of marriages. Saved a lot of lives. But uh, I, think, I think I came out of it with tinnitus. My yeah. ears have been ringing. That's, if you hear a ringing, that's tinnitus in his ear. What's, what was the premise of the test? If I hear it, that's wrong. Hear it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Any dispute I would uh, solve with a lie detector test. So yeah. both parties would take a lie detector, and at the end of the show, I would find out who was telling the truth. Really? Give them the results. And Any fights? Lots of fights. Not bad. It was like Jerry Springer light, wasn't it? It was. They... Everyone that came on was legit. You know, Jerry and Maury sometimes have some actors and yeah, some plants. Shows, and they, yeah. they jack it up a little. But most of these people... But you you even had, like, uh, you know, um, rides waiting for them to take them to rehab afterwards. Yeah, that was a lot alley. of shows we try and get them See, help people is a good thing. I like to think I helped a few people. And also, you wouldn't recognize him because he was clean-shaven, no mustache. He had a suit on, glasses. He looked respectable, unlike he does suit now. Suit on? Yeah. I'm happier now than I was then. Yeah. Well, this is more relaxed. But I kept the suits. Not that I'll ever Did wear you? them. What was the premise with the... Well, not the premise, but like when... If, if somebody would say, oh, I'm not on drugs, and you would put them through the lie detector test? Also, we, you know, drug tests. Anything that could be... Tested. Tested. Why would they come to you in the first place? It seemed like a lot of them came for a free trip to L.A. And people pizza. want to be on TV. Pizza. Pizza. But pizza. a lot of people wanted their children to get help, and they knew that they were on drugs. And wow. And who better to take them to than Dr. Kirk Fox? Dr. Kirk Fox, yeah. <laughs> absolutely no experience on the... On anything, but like Dr. Phil, and going back to the Western, very thick and full mustache. I think that's probably what like engenders. Jay's really fixated on mustache. I can't grow one. Phil's son was the executive producer, Jay McGraw, and he he also does the doctors. So, but Phil kind of chaperoned the whole thing and made sure. That's awesome. And how? What was that on? 2014 to 2015. We did about 150 episodes. Good run. 150 episodes. How many people did you fix? Two. (laughs) <laughs> I was one of them yeah, right. Just my bank account Right That's awesome I don't think I'll ever Do that again Or like a daily TV Anything show. I don't think I'll do anything <laughs> I'm pretty happy Just float Is that harder than stand up? Nothing's really harder Than stand up Yeah You know Even a talk show Someone's in your ear Yeah You can read a teleprompter And if you have to You can reshoot it Stand up 
It's pretty hard. Live and die right there. You're right there. No, no one's helping you. You got to figure it out yourself. Just listen. I think it's hard at first, but then once you're uh, been doing it for 30 or 40 years, it gets pretty easy. Exactly. <laughs> you know why? Nature now. Yeah, that's right. Kevin doesn't seem to have many hiccups. We're the best crowds. Where are the best crowds? Yeah. Well, I always like DC and um, San Francisco. Yeah, he used to play Kenny Center a couple nights ago. That's great at the uh, Eisenhower Theater. And um, uh, let's see where else. Uh, New York is good. Uh, Chicago, the other big cities. I, I've noticed that your fans, because I've, I've opened for you a few times, and your fans tend to be, as someone who has traveled all over the country and performed for the uh, lowest end of people. Yeah. Generally, that's where I get to go. Working a lot of people fans. Yeah, Iowa bingo, but I'm the opening act for the bingo. Uh, your fans tend to be smarter, more well-educated. Uh, they're dressed, you know, in a you know not T-shirt. Like they look like yeah, they, uh, yeah. You have good fans. Well, I'll tell you that one time a club owner said, uh, um, "You have a um, red wine crowd. We have to order met, you know extra red wine for, right. for your crowd." Some of the blue-collar acts have uh, more beer and chicken yeah. wings. They have to order more. Right, right. right. Some of the urban acts, Clavassier. <laughs> Mine is a red wine crowd, yeah. And and a lot of times, and I'm proud of this too. The waitresses afterwards, the wait staff, will come up to me and say, "You have such a nice crowd. They're good tippers. Good Nobody tipper. walks out on the check. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm kind of proud of that. I, I one time walked in on a uh, club owner giving the speech to the uh, wait staff uh, prior to an urban act, and it was like so funny to watch Keith him. Urban, not Keith Urban, okay. but it, I'm just an urban act. It was so funny to watch him speak in a way where he was obviously being very racist but trying to avoid every racist it's like this crowd is going to be very urban so you know you got to keep an eye on the doors at all times just for no particular reason but just keep yeah. your eyes focused and it's just you know the tips might not be what you're expecting I'm just throwing that out there it's a very uh, fine dance that he was doing. Sometimes, you know, when you've been doing this uh, as long as we have, you could kind of get a sense of the crowd just by walking in the room and hearing the buzz beforehand yeah. and looking at the... I shouldn't do this, but sometimes I get depressed when I see an old audience, and they're younger than me. I go, oh, why are the old people coming to my show? <laughs> you know, they're, they're younger than me, you know? <laughs> I remember going to see Crosby, Stills, and Nash once at the Beacon Theater. I just happened to be walking by there playing in there, so there's a couple songs left, and they let me go in. Oh, and I saw and the whole audience was gray hair and bald and fat. I got, ah, oh, they should And then I see Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Crosby, Stills, and Nash was a band from the 70s. And 80s. <laughs> see, I, I was happy that you were explaining yeah. that to the millennial. Because <laughs> Did you know but, that? No. You had no idea that Crosby, Stills, and Nash was a band? No. You ever hear Elvis Presley? Yes, I've heard of Elvis okay. Presley. Well, Crosby, Stills, and Nash were the princes, not the kings of comedy. They were the princes. Of what comedy. makes a millennial? What, what's the year? Uh, I'd say like 35-ish. Up to 35? Yeah, I think so. Right? No, born in 1935. That's the year that... You know, it's disputed. Yeah. Because some people, as they get older, they want to still be in that. But no, actually, the millennial. When did they start labeling generations? I, they started with the greatest generation, I think, right. from World War II, yeah. those guys. And then they yeah. thought... How can we really ridicule the generations after that that aren't as great? You know, the the X generation, Generation baby, X, baby boomers, baby boomers, generation X, baby boomers, X, millennials. Now, as a millennial, are you bored right now? Honestly, 
I mean, my phone is tied up with the podcast, so I can't scroll through Twitter. <laughs> See that? Well, that's the other, that's the other thing about millennials. She, right? she looks a little like she doesn't want to be here. I'm yeah. just glad that I didn't get burned too badly for being late. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, you burned you her crowd. with cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> it's a physical burden. Oh, um, okay. By the way, Kevin, I think this is important to note. Jessica thinks I'm the ugliest person alive. Uh, the local comic that's... Uh, she <laughs> introduced her once as a local comic. Local comic. <laughs> the local comic. It was a rough moment. It was on our show. So we've got the show Chasing News on Fox TV. So Jay comes on as a guest chaser. It's done TMZ style. So we do the news like Harvey does yeah. entertainment. So Jay's on as a, as a guest chaser. Jessica introduced him as local comic. And his face, like you, you could see the twisting and contorting. I feel like I'm at least pain. I'm at least a regional comic. At least a regional comic. The other way you could um, identify a millennial, aside from the age, is the uh, language. Most sentences start with so or I mean. Yes. I and mean, Bravo TV, they so. like a lot. You like the housewives and all this world? Oh, no. We were talking about that. You don't like the housewives? Of, uh, you don't, you yeah, watch Bravo? I guess I know all the They characters. watch Back to the Bachelor. They do. Yeah, yeah. I do watch all the Bachelor right. episodes. Do you watch them on TV or do you watch them on like Oh, not like you don't have like, you don't have network television, do you? Yeah, oh, you I did? watch them on TV. They re-air it over and over and over again, so it's not like Hard you're missing rich, anything. Yeah. Well, you live with your parents, though, so let me ask you a question: Would you have cable TV if you did not live with your parents? Depends on who else I'd live with. If I lived alone, right? Let's say you no. live with a cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would not pay for cable. I'd pay for the internet. I think that's... And how could you watch The Bachelor on the internet? Is it just aired? Like, you just go to um, ABC a- or whatever it is? ABC.com probably airs it. Nice. Why are we paying for network? Probably. And I, then, think, I don't know. I think everybody's waking up to that same idea at the yeah. same time. We put out our show on YouTube as uh, segments. Because the millennial attention span, it's... Like, this is long. Well, again, we, can't, already, we can't lay... We've already all lost all half of them. That's yeah. just... It's just 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 a broad brush. There's only a few. Attention span, though, is, is short these days. Well, we've been I kind of... Like I think we've been kind of, um, right. you know, uh, trained to have short attention span because everything is so quick now. drive throughs yeah. and, you know, whatever, you know, shows that little interstitials. There's nothing really that, that lasting. You know, people don't want to stick with anything for too long. I think We're, books will only have one page a chapter. <laughs> I think we can process things faster, though. I think we're good at problem solving quicker. See, that's a positive. That's a positive. You're smarter. That greatest generation. Problem method. solve when you are stoned. Yeah. That's, that's not the solve. That's not the solution. That's the only way they can slow their advanced minds to get to deal with us regular people. They have to slow it down with uh, chemicals. They have figured out that it's about a minute. Is is the attention? Is that the attention span of millennial? Yeah, a minute. That's why Instagram is a minute. That's why everything is just kind of... That's the pain you're seeing right now. Jessica wants to be on Instagram, wants to be on Snapchat, wants to be on Twitter. You think you're missing out on something? Yeah, it's like a goldfish, right? (laughs) You guys are mean. (laughs) We we don't have any other millennials here to to, uh, dump on. So we just find the the one that we can actually focus on. So my apologies. I, I... I realize looking at my ugly face is too much for you, Jessica. I don't want to put you through the pain of that. But is the crowd different when they're younger? Um, well, like I said, when you walk into a room, you can kind of sense what the crowd's going to be like. A later show is usually younger. Yeah. You know, a little more um, inebriated. Hmm. Um, the earlier crowds tend to be older 
and not so inebriated. Do you change material at all based on time with crowd, or do you just? Is it Jay, just... I never do the same thing. <laughs> it's always different. I'm going off the cuff, baby. I'm off the cuff. It's an hour straight hour material straight. every time. Does the Russian driver make it into the act? No, no. So it's just I don't things want to about him anymore. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. It's sort of sorry. 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 sorry, didn't mean to bring it up. We wanted it out of that car pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, we did. Was he an well, Uber we have a driver? surprise for you. <laughs> He's waiting right out there. No, you didn't take Uber. Right? This is a car service. Yeah, so even that is almost antiquated. That is, yeah. Yeah. Why not take Uber? Did you? Oh, did you change your uh, time to head to Newark? Well, I took Uber X once, and it turned out to be uh, driven by my ex-wife. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's a service that's driven by your ex. They don't charge you. They just nag you all the way. Who are you going to see? When see, you now she back? finally laughed because I was quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> She's she yeah, processed it very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Ax wife. I mean, those are letters they can hit. <laughs> what you what you want to take though is Uber Triple X, because that's a fun ride. It doesn't matter where you go. Gross. <laughs> that upset you? No, I'm just thinking because you call your when you have your daughter DD, you call her the Uber for Elizabeth. That's a long stretch to get somewhere. That was a straight. It was a long journey. Somebody told me that Lyft was the original car service. Right, Uber. She drives. Yeah. Oh yeah. When my daughter got her license, like it was great. She could she could take us to restaurants, drop us off before Uber. It was great. Yeah. Called it Uber. You I said loved it. Lyft was the original. Was Lyft, Lyft was the original. And Uber. How did they screw? Apparently, Uber took from what I heard took their idea, and um, I just they monopolized it. I guess somehow. But yeah. But more people are taking Lyft now, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, they're mad at Uber for, first off, I guess, Trump, the whole Trump thing. Because the, the president of Uber went and met with Trump and the, the Lyft uh, was using that to get millennials to The problem with Lyft is uh, you have to tip. Not that I don't mind tipping, but Uber makes it so easy. I don't want to do that. Well, I heard people are now even uh, having to tip Uber. Really? It's accepted. Is it? Yeah. I'm I heard you have to tip the waiters them. in restaurants now. Uh, well. No, that's, that's has, that start, has that started? Yeah, start is that back? Some people are doing that. We pushed that out already. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I've heard of people who tip the gas station guys in Jersey because you know they pump the gas for you. Really? And I've never done that. I'm living in Jersey, have you ever tipped? No. I've never I, heard of anyone doing that before. I hear at Thai massage parlors you're supposed to give them an extra fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, that, first off, I always check to see if they're in this country legally or not. Because if they're not, I'm not paying. I like I'm very, very, I guess, immigration at the end. You're very strict on that. That's the tip. Stay far away from immigration. I will tell you, though, that the comedy crowds now in, in, in general are, are full. They're, they're lined up around the block for all the comedy clubs in Los Angeles. Wow. But there was a period of time there weren't. They were kind of empty. And I don't know what it is. Now, maybe it's social media. Yeah. I mean, they're young people, you know. They're not younger, but they're they're in their late 20s and 30s. They and say 40s. the podcasts are also helping. Driving the... Driving people there. That A lot of podcasts are huge. And these people want to come out and see their comedians. So yeah. that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, if, like, if you live in a world where everything is available digitally, you can just get anything whenever you want it. Uh, like the live experience they say that you know music you're not going to make money selling albums anymore but you're going to make money for people coming out to your show and I always thought when before I started doing stand-up sitting in the crowd of a stand-up show before it starts there's very few things more electric than that because of the, the the possibility of failure 
There's no possibility of failure seeing problems be still as a match. I mean, I'm sure that they could come out and not play properly, but you'd still be able to sing along unless they really screwed it up. Comedy, there's still that without a net feeling that you don't get really anywhere else. So it just might be, where else can we go to get that feeling anymore? Well, I will tell you that a lot of these singers that are kind of getting old now, like Paul Simon and Paul McCartney or whoever, you know, I think they encourage more sing-alongs now to kind of cover up the I would think so. You guys take it from here. Yeah, I, I went to see Meatloaf. Out. You see a lot of this where they're pointing the mic. At the yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> my turn. You know, I used to wait in line uh, with the people at the comedy club when I was like headlining there. Really? Before I was like known, and uh, I'd get into the back of the line and I'd say, um, um, "Who's uh, who's playing tonight?" And they kind of look at me and go, well, you don't know. He's kind of the show. <laughs> some guy. Yeah, some guy. That's bad. I, I ask people after the show what they thought of it. And go, I, I don't know. Who are you? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the other thing. I, I would never go into the restroom afterwards at the club because I wouldn't want to accidentally hear people say, oh, that guy sucked. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, right. Bring you right down. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure when you walk in there, hey, it's me, Kevin Nealon. Yeah, I'm in here. <laughs> Take us a page. Just let me know. Say something nice. <laughs> yes. is, is it still a rush? I was telling Kevin stage? the other day that after a good show, I'll linger out into the into the masses. Like like if a pilot has a good flight, yeah. he'll stand outside. <laughs> he'll stand outside. But if there's turbulence, he's not coming out. He's bailing out. <laughs> yeah. If I'm out in the bar, you know I feel good about my set. But if it's shit, I'll just... If you feel, you ever feel great and they just don't laugh when you want them to? That's never happened. <laughs> you feel great, but they yeah, don't like laugh. Like, I delivered that. It was perfect. Time was perfect. Sounded great. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a few jokes. I have a few jokes where I never know if they're going to get it or not. Yeah. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah. And that's a pretty good indicator of what the audience is like. Where they're at mentally. Okay. Yeah. Although sometimes you forget a setup. And you, know, you, you do the punchline, you go, I wonder why they're not. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I found over, if I do three shows or more in a night, that, that third show oh, is yeah. just going to be, I, I'll, did I do this one? Say, like, did you? you we said third show's rough. It's not that it's rough so much as that's where I start getting confused about. Like two shows, I can do the material just straight through. It's that, that third, third one. Show. Did I do that joke already? Yeah. One of my pet peeves is when a comic, and, and you know, it's just my thing. It, it doesn't mean it's wrong or right. But when a comic says, I just thought of that joke, or uh, I think you like this next joke. For me, it's, they're all jokes, but don't tell the audience they're jokes. Tell them, you know, it's just, you're being funny, and you're creating this as you're going along. It's not a joke. Right. You know. Right. Although, every once in a while, I'll do a, uh, an improv, and I know it's an improv. They don't know it's an improv, but they should probably know it's an improv. And they'll only give me, like, a little bit, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, I just thought of that. You got to give me more. You, that was that was. Off they, the top but they of my head. but they never they never believe you. No, they yeah, yeah. You know how crazy it is. To be honest, I was in San Francisco once at com, uh, a comedy club there, and it was about ten minutes uh, near the end of my act, and the audience looked at the other end of the stage. It was a big stage, and they started like a lot of talk and a lot of like you know concern. I looked over there and a big rat was running across the back of the No kidding. Yeah, all the way across the stage behind me. And then people were eating and watching the you know, the, the rat disappeared behind the curtain into the kitchen. And we, I kind of joked about it for a little bit. And uh, 
because you can't just ignore that. Yeah, you can't, absolutely. And so all of a sudden the rat came back out again, and it's like this time twice as fast, and it ran down the stairs into the audience, and people were getting, you can see where the rat was, people were getting up on their tables and screaming and stuff. And, uh, and people thought that the rat was part of my act, but I brought the rat. It was part of my act. Oh, that's so great. Because it was kind of, it looked like a pedigree rat. It was like yeah. light brown, a little white patch under the thing, you know, it looked clean and like a pet. But no, they and thought had I a little microphone around. Yeah, stack on the podcast. He's got a podcast. My, o- my opener. <laughs> Say cheese. Oh man! All right. Um, I was going to ask you what's uh, what's the next big thing. Well, I'm on a show called Man with a Plan right now with uh, Matt LeBlanc from Friends. Cool. I hear the millennials watch the reruns of Friends. They do. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? So it's fun working with him, and it's a good show. Where he, uh, I picked up for second season. That's on CBS. That's pretty Monday nights. Awesome. Yeah. So that's the big thing. And I wrote a, a, a screenplay with my wife. It's really funny that um, we hope to get financing for. It. And um, so those are my two big things. And the other big thing for me is staying home, staying yeah. home more. Yeah. Watch my kid grow up. Yeah, I, I stay he's, home. He's thirty, but he's never grown up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a child. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? What's going on? Kirk has no kids. I married Kirk a couple months ago. I officiated his wedding because I did a few things for the Ellen Show, uh, field pieces, and one of them was at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Vegas. They wanted me to marry some people, so they got me ordained on the Internet for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. And I I told Kirk this. He goes, well, I'm going to be getting married in a couple of months. Would you mind officiating my wedding? If he hadn't done it, I I wouldn't have done it, but I'm still wondering if the paperwork is official. (laughs) Well, I went online to check to see if uh, it was all, and I think it is. It doesn't matter either way. I'm okay with it. Well, I want to ring you either right? Yeah, right. How's that going? Still the honeymoon, honeymoon period. Is that yeah. it? Honeymoon's coming up. We'll, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> well, congratulations on the wedding. But it was a fun, it was a nine minute ceremony, and we made it really funny, and people had a great time. I had uh, my last marriage. It was like an hour and a half ceremony at a church, Catholic mass. And I'm like a guy in the uh, program, AA. I'm going to find all those people. I'm apologizing, <laughs> putting them through that. And I started with my Jewish friends. <laughs> the ceremony would have been longer, but a little rat just came in. Yeah. Yeah. It was her beagle. Exactly, exactly. But um, but that was fun, Mary and Kurt. It was fun, you know. It was a good day. Putting That's a good day, there. right? Mm-hmm. I looked at it as a party for everybody, and I'm glad it happened. And I haven't thought about it since. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope and pray the wife does not know about this podcast. She right? understands how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm thinking you said this to her. Of course. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Kurt's an honest guy. That's what I'm thinking. Well, he's got a lie detector in the house, so he can't not be honest, I guess. That's, I mean, you, you, is that a subscription to radical honesty? Is that the idea? Is it like just I'm going to say what's on my mind no matter what? No matter what. It's just the way it is. I'm, I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. I'm sure things will change when there's a child. Is there some certification that goes with using a lie detector? No. No. <laughs> plug it in. You just need to know how to plug it in. That's why they're not really used right. in court. But can you buy it at Walmart? Yeah, you can get a lie detector. You know, we were talking earlier about um, comedy now and, and how it's kind of become confessional comedy. Right. You know, yeah. Where a lot of comics are just talking about, you know, you call a shock comedy if you want, but it's all confessional about, you know what they do behind closed doors and how, how uh, politically correct they are. And that just seems to be the trend now. Yeah. Well, you were saying that Chris Rock admitted to four uh, extra... I mean, we're not talking out of... Right. You know, he sp- spoke, he said... I, oh, special, yeah. Uh, he talks about cheating on his wife. 
like a lot. Yeah, he said I had because I, of his act. Yeah. How so she I, should have been happy that it wasn't more. Yeah, he had four affairs. Right. Could have been four hundred if he wanted to. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there there is a point there. Well, how'd they go over? She stay with him? No, they divorced. Oh, but that was that was after the joke. I mean, before the joke, they got divorced. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, don't you notice that that seems to be the? Yeah, I think Louis C.K. probably is. I mean, like I think. Well, Richard like, Pryor, I think, was the first one. That's a very good point. Yeah, um, he spoke very honestly. But yeah, Louis C.K. does that a lot, and uh, and a lot of the um, you know comics in their twenties and thirties seem to do that. Yeah, you know. Is that because of reality TV? Do you need that? Maybe it is. I never thought about that, Bill, but maybe it's because of reality TV or maybe it's because um, maybe everything else has been done. I think that's it. I think yeah. every joke is you've heard. Yeah. So if you can personalize it and make it unique, then you at least yeah. have a chance. Very good point, too. So I, 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 I just do the arms routine. Just uh, my last 20 minutes, it was just all vaudeville stuff. It's, it, I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> I was big in the back. 30s. What is that? The 30s, it was a, a decade. <laughs> I was talking about back in the 1900s. <laughs> Jessica, you took a bit of a beating today. Yeah, so, no. I was, well, you seem yeah. stronger for it. <laughs> I was yeah, expecting that. It makes you strong. Yeah, she, right? she seems smarter than most of her peers. That's it. it appears that way. In this room. <laughs> oh, see? You see that? Boom, oh, it's come. That's a compliment, though, because it's a, you should call us a peer. That's a good point. That's a good point. She's my British peer. Oh. All right, Kevin Kirk, thank you for joining us for Speaking Millennial. Hey. I think we've solved a lot of problems today. I was oh, happy man. to be yeah. here for a moment. Yeah, yeah you, you, you woke up from the nap, boom. <laughs> On air, that's it. And guys, I just want to say thank you so much. I, like, I know I bothered you with this, but I thank you. I, I like the fact that it was kind of quick. Yeah. That wasn't bad. Some of these go a long, long, long time. Well, again, speaking of London, you can't go too far. We, our fastest one was 14 minutes. But that was only because we got kicked out of the basement room we were recording in. Oh, my God. So, this was good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you so much. Not at all, man. It was easy. Um, I didn't even know we were recording. Were we? I don't know. Stop. No. We're gonna actually have to do that. All oh yeah, can we do that again? Can you? Uh... I thought that. And we're back. Oh my God, how good was that? Do you know what Kevin's up to now? What's he up to? What's going on? Well, other than his, like, he goes on nature walks yeah, in L.A. Yeah, right. He was on Man with a Plan, mm-hmm. which is a sitcom on CBS with a Joey from Friends. Okay. And uh, you know, I, I, we text each other probably once a month, but it's mostly, "Hey, dude, how are you?" That's it. Yeah. Check. I, Does he have kids? Yeah, he has one kid, uh, Gable. Um, That's a cool name. Yeah, it's a really cool name. Uh, And he's the exact age of my son. So my son and Gable have played together several times. But uh, really good guy, really good uh, family. And uh, I'm glad we got him on the podcast. We are so lucky. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Uh, Bill will be back at some point in the near future. And uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Bill Spadia. You can find Jessica Gibson, at Chasing Jess Nut. Don't find me on Twitter. I'm off that sinking cesspool of political discourse. You can find me on uh, YouTube, which is not much better, but uh, Exit 19 Productions. we got a lot of great videos. Come check us out, and we will see you next time. The Speaking Podcast brought to you by our friends at House of Cupcakes, serving you in Princeton, East Brunswick, Clifton, and Saudi Arabia. The winner of Cupcake Wars offers 35 different flavors, perfect for a special occasion or just a sweet treat. HouseofCupcakes.com.
The Speaking Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country. 16 brands of cars and trucks. I'm a loyal customer buying my last two trucks there and can tell you no one beats the deals or offers better service. Visit Flemington.com. The Speaking Podcast brought to you by our friends at Casa Gennaro's on Route 27 in Kingston. Call 609-683-1212 for reservations. They're open for dinner every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Ask for my favorite special, the Veal Spadia. Best Italian food in Jersey.